Let the universe hear what you want this year so you can have it. Welcome to the Create Your Best Year podcast with your host, Clara Angelina Diaz Anderson. In this podcast, we help you to find and receive what you want this year, give you tips, stories, and interviews of what others are doing to create their best year. Welcome. Kiana. Hi, Clara. Thank you for being on the Create Your Best Year podcast. Thanks for having me. Kiana, can you please tell our listeners who you are and what do you do in the world? Of course. So I'm Kiana Agbai. I'm the founder of Harlem Lovebirds, which is a lifestyle blog that I started back as a newlywed and mother in New York City. I live in Boston now, but I'm an Ohio native who came to Boston to attend Wellesley College. And now here on the East Coast with my children and my husband, I run a graphic design PR and marketing consulting company called Trifecta Media Group. And I also do public speaking. So as a connector, a communicator, and a consultant, those are kind of my three pillars that I hold. Amazing. And you do it all with such authenticity and grace. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me, Kiana, how did you come to do all the things? Oh, it wasn't something I learned in school. So I always had an entrepreneurial bent. And it's so funny because someone was recently um, complimenting me on all my graphic tees I love to, to wear. And it brought back a memory of one of my first businesses called QTs. Um, so I'm, I'm Kiana with a Q. And mm-hmm. so uh, my mom and dad let me start a little handmade t-shirt printing company. And I would sell them at craft fairs. I had a business card. Um, I even had a lemonade stand at one point. And so I was just thinking back in that moment, how did all this entrepreneurial journey start? My dad had his own business. So I saw it modeled. He was an electrician growing up in Columbus, Ohio. So um, that's kind of where it came from. And I've always been interested in human behavior. I was a psychology major and advertising always fascinated me. I'm the type of person who loves watching commercials. I won't watch the Super Bowl, but I'll watch the commercials. <laughs> so I've always been that kind of person. So I worked at an advertising agency, um, both client side and agency side, and then branched out on my own in 2014 to start my consulting company. What did you go to school for? So I studied psychology. I was a psychology major, fascinated by human behavior. So I wasn't, I knew early on that I wasn't going to go into the route of like clinical psychology or anything like that, but I was more interested in nonverbal communication, psychology of gender, those types of classes. And knowing that I was very interested in the business world, um, I didn't know, you know, where I'd end up. I thought I'd get my MBA at one point. In fact, I was studying for the GMAT at the time. I got a really great job opportunity in New York. Um, mm-hmm. So I ended up not going to grad school, but really staying in that agency world and really feeling like the background I had in psychology um, while I studied that at, at Wellesley as far as um completing internships and things that were related and then minoring in economics just to have a you know baseline understanding of how things work. Um, I think that was really the genesis of, of how I ended up where I'm at right now. Look at that. I always love to know like what did you what did people actually study versus what they're doing? But I mean you did the right thing and studied psychology and understanding human behavior and that can be applied to anything. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's so funny because I ended up marrying my college sweetheart. And so we would have to do assignments that were like, test this out on someone. And he was always the test. So he was, even now he's like, are you doing Jedi mind tricks on me? Like <laughs> psychology experiments. Uh, so it's always been kind of the running joke. Uh, yeah, my husband's always like, you're not doing those things you do to your clients. To me, are you? Mind tricks. <laughs> always. <laughs> what's the point what what's the point of learning all these things if you can't use it on those you love the most exactly yeah wow how interesting so um Kiana tell me a little bit about like the kind of clients that you work with and what do they come to you for and what do you do for them how does it look like to work with Kiana Yes. So we, my sisters and I, it really came about because of word of mouth. So in our, each of our respective disciplines, my sisters and I were working independently, me at an ad agency, one of my sisters at a PR agency, and the other one is a graphic designer. So we were finding like every so often we'd get someone who might ask, Hey, do you know someone who could do a press release? Or do you know someone who could mock up a logo? Can you, can you do a re refresh of my marketing plan? And we would cross uh, share kind of referrals to each other. And it was actually my dad who said, uh, you know, you're three sisters with three related disciplines. You should go into business with each other. Um, and then it was my husband who came up with the name Trifecta Media Group. So um, a lot of the clients who come to us are by word of mouth. So we were finding a lot of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, sometimes clients who may have been disjointed in their branding versus how they want to show up in the world. They didn't quite have a strategy. And not everyone who works with us needs all three of our disciplines. So someone may come in and say, you know what, I just need a graphic designer to mock up a white paper for me. Um, but what we found is the type of companies that we've attracted have been mostly uh, companies of color, mostly black owned, um, and also in the health and wellness space. So it wasn't by design, but we found that somehow we attract those type of businesses. And it's been word of mouth in the beginning of the pandemic or right before the pandemic in 2020 was the first time we entered a business pitch competition. And that was here in Boston. And um, that was supposed to be the foray into really putting ourselves out there and maybe having our own marketing strategy to pull in new clients versus just relying on word of mouth because the consulting piece is just one silo. Like I mentioned before, the consulting, uh, the communicating and the connecting piece or, or influencer as most people would call it, but I, I didn't like that term. So I'm a connector. Um, so it's just one piece. So I may be working with brands on the influencer side as a, as a connector or doing public speaking engagements out and around Boston. Um, but then the consulting piece it was very important that we take on clients that we really want to work with. So we have an intake process. Sometimes the clients or potential clients will come in and just go through the questionnaire and quickly realize, ooh, I have a lot of questions, a lot of pre-work that I need to answer for myself before I hire someone to help me. And so sometimes they'll start there. They might come back to us later um, mm -hmm. in that regard. But it's been really fun to see these businesses from the ground up 
And it's almost like training wheels where you see them kind of starting out and then their marketing strategy is put together. They have a nice uh, design, a logo. They're consistent in how they show up on all their platforms. And then we're able to present them to the world through the PR piece. And so as three sisters, we work beautifully together, which a lot of people are surprised about, mm -hmm. um, but we work wonderfully together. And it's so nice, you know, because a lot of these small businesses, you they don't have the budget to pay a five-figure retainer fee to an agency, let alone to have these three interconnected disciplines all under one roof. And yeah. we've always been virtual. So the pandemic really didn't disrupt us apart from budgets getting cut back, you know, and that's something we're still building from and uh, looking to connect with a lot of businesses who may have had inquiries over the past couple of years and are still getting their marketing budgets in order. Mm -hmm. But that's that's been the gist of our business. And it's definitely a need that we continue to see. So it, you said it has been mostly small, well, not, you didn't say small businesses, but businesses in the wellness and health space. Um, any brands that we know that you worked with? Uh, not national mm -hmm. brands, but just here in Boston, like the Roxbury Innovation Center, when they did their relaunch, um, that was one that we partner with. And then individual clients that we've worked with um, who are uh, like personal figures or uh, public figures, mm -hmm. so to speak. So, so there's been a few um, medical doctors, psychologists in that regard. When you kind of think of back in the day, I think it was on MTV, Dr. Drew. Uh, where he was a professional, he kind of had his own show and very polished. And so we've had some clients who want to build out their own brand and become their own personality in that regard. So we've worked with a few clients like that. We've also done public speaking workshops together as sisters, um, working with Wheaton College together, the three of us running like a mini seminar that went over several weeks, which is really fun. I'd love to do more of that actually. Um, and then I've worked individually with Boston University uh, I want to say for a good five years now, um, pre-pandemic and during doing virtual and now recently back in person. So it's been really great to have those ongoing relationships. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. You, should, you work with your sisters and you and it's wonderful to work <laughs> together. That is amazing. <laughs> Stopping. That's so cool. Um, so uh, like at what point... Um, kind of in the entrepreneurial journey, would you recommend somebody hire someone like you? I would say if you would come to me when you really have an understanding of what your brand wants to do, you have a mission, you don't necessarily have to even build be building revenue yet or, or generating revenue yet, but let's say you're just coming in and, and you're like, you know, I don't even know the look and feel of my brand. Um, and you just want to get an, a logo or have a color scheme, like these really basic, simple things, we can work with clients on that regard. Excuse me. Or you may need some help with your marketing plan. And so it, it could be a short-term, long-term. We've worked with clients who might have a launch, a product launch, who have come in and said, look, I have this specific app launching and I need to push it out there 
what will it take to get us there? And so it might be a three to six month lead time, especially, uh, you know, if they want to do national media, which has a very long lead time. So they'll come in sometimes and just have an exploratory conversation with us. But anywhere along that journey where maybe you're just starting out and you want to get your visuals in order, we don't do social media management, but we have a partner that we work with who does that. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one aspect of, of us as small business owners being willing to partner with other small business owners. And that's something that we're always open to as well. So Kayla, when, when someone, someone listening to this that has a small business or, you know, wants to be, you know, they, they want to be their own brands, like what are some of the first things that they should be thinking about? They really need to hone in on their target audience. And I think that even could come from your own little focus group you could have uh, just the people in your circle start to ping them when you have an idea. What does, when you hear this, whatever business name, what does this bring to mind for you? Uh, would you buy this product? And start within your circle. And I think that's probably one of the easiest places to start um, doing like a survey monkey or a Google form. We have these really great free tools um, at our disposal, I would start there. And then I think really taking a look at your competitive set. And that's something where I see a lot of business owners come to us and they're like, nobody does what I do. And then it's like, oh, but I've actually heard of something similar. Um, and I think sometimes there's a, a, a lack of self-awareness, meaning uh, um, not, not personally, but professionally to really look out there and see do a deep dive and say, hey, who else is out there? I mean, that's something we've been able to do, providing competitive analysis for our clients, you know, doing a SWOT analysis, like all those technical type things where we work together to kind of see where your brand might be positioned in the marketplace. I think um, looking at the geography of your brand, looking at what might be the, those barriers to entry, and what I found that there are some amazing um, incubators that are free, I know I mentioned the Roxbury Innovation Center. I recently was a judge for the E for All uh, pitch competition. I think that was a week or so ago, but those are ongoing. Like every quarter, there's at least something to sign up for, at least here in, in Boston, the New England region. And a lot of things are still virtual that you can get the, the incubator piece and you really get uh, leadership in putting on your business idea, making you hone it. And then once you get that refined, then you bring in, a, you know, a marketing PR graphic design ex expert to kind of work on a specific campaign if you're going the graphic design route or from a PR perspective, maybe you've never been in front of the media before. So we've done media training for clients who aren't familiar with being in front of the camera or in interviews. So those are things that we've done as well. So it's been it's really been interesting, you know, for my sisters and especially for myself coming from the agency and client side, we were used to working in this like really rigid kind of way. And the beauty of what I do with my sisters is that we can really accommodate various timelines and budgets and needs. We may have a client come in and say, well, I'm just doing this launch campaign, but I know next fall because of the seasonality of my business, I need to come back and start something for holiday. So we're able to sometimes work out uh, schedules long-term. And then we also have some people who just want to pick our brain. Um, there's a fee for that. So they'll mm -hmm. come in and say, I can't hire you on retainer. I can't have a publicist on retainer. I don't have a budget for that. But for a set fee, you could tap into either one or 
two or three of our services so that on call, you schedule time with us, we record your session, we talk about your business, and then you have some takeaways um, you know, to go with you. And that's at a much more affordable rate than paying a, a monthly retainer fee. Yeah, that's that's really um it, it, that that's a great tip to like hone in on your audience. I had I had an agency do that for me. Um do a I forget what they called it, but they they basically took like it was like 20 of my clients and they asked them all, um what what does Clara do for you? What does like when you think of her brand, what do you think about? And um and I was honestly very surprised <laughs> when I heard. I was like, I, I felt like I shouldn't have been surprised, but yeah. I was surprised. And now that um that I hear, it's like the three words I still remember that they were like, she gives me confidence, peace, and strength. And I was like, huh? <laughs> confidence, peace, and strength. Okay. So once I heard that, I remember like, then I kept hearing it more and more. Um. Mm -hmm. But to, to have someone do that kind of work, or even you doing it yourself, um, can really then inform, you know, everything else that you do. Um, it's like a therapist for your business, where sometimes you just need that that neutral third party to kind of give you some objective feedback because you know how you perceive yourself, but then right. it's like, well, how are other how are other people perceiving me, or how are my clients perceiving me? Right. Right. So, so part of the reason why I even went with like my tur the turquoise of my my branding, um, one is my favorite color, but also because I had read somewhere that like green inspires trust, mm -hmm. and um, and then I was like, okay, so if I'm giving them confidence, maybe I should have some kind of like yellow in there. <laughs> like I'm trying <laughs> to think about like what are all the other colors that would um you know, that would speak to what they're saying, or maybe I'm already doing that, but um, I didn't have, like, such a cohesive team, like, you know, like, I had one agency doing, doing one thing, and, like, charging me for what felt like breathing, and, <laughs> I mean, you know, a service is a service, and then I had somebody else working on the graphics, so it's really cool to um, learn that you are, you and your sisters can do all the things, um, yeah. in one place and communicate with each other. That's really cool. Um, in the, and, and so also uh, apart from your, from, from your company, I wanted to talk to you about your, what you put out on social media because Kiana is like, you want to go on Kiana's page and then you learn like what she did for, what for she went on vacation and what she had for dinner, and I'm like, oh my god, I need to step up my game. Like she's all creative, and I'm like, oh god, um, it's inspiring. So tell me about that. Like, how intentional is oh. like everything that you put out on social media? It's very intentional, and I think coming from a place, um, you know, I have it here. Even you know, my journal from when I was seven. Like this is where it started, documentation, my life from seven years old and then moving into my blog um, and, you know, working with brands, that whole influencer piece I took really seriously. And that was as a newlywed and a new mom in New York City. 
thinking about what would it look like to document this digitally, not knowing that, oh, people are getting paid for this, you know, back in 2009, when I was starting all of this, not thinking of algorithms or like, you know, there's none of that. So I think um, where things have shifted now, um, not necessarily posting for likes, but posting for what feels right to me. And I really wanted to make sure that in any any way that I show up online, that it's a really holistic place, that it's um, you get some humor, but then I'm going to tell you about what's happening <laughs> in the world. And so not only are you getting resources to be better informed, but you might get a recipe or you might get a piece of my kooky humor, or I might show you something cool that my kids are doing in Boston. Um, so I think it's been really important to me to find that balance. And I get enough feedback from a lot of people who have followed me long-term because, you know, as a still a micro-influencer um, all of these years, I think a lot of the people that have been with me online have seen me from like my pregnancy journey and all the metamorphosis. And they constantly give me that feedback that, wow, you have a pretty well-rounded page where you're not just beating me over the head with gun violence statistics, but you're also showing what does it look like to advocate at the state house? This is what it looks like when I show up for advocacy day. And so this, this is what happens. So I like to model, you know, what that looks like because it's very easy to be an armchair expert or an armchair activist. So I like to show glimpses of, you know, things that I'm doing in the world, um, not posting real time for, you know, for safety purposes. But I think it's really important to showcase what it's like um, just as a as a Black mother, as a Black woman, as a Black business owner existing um, in the world. And that it's not all about, you know, high intensity moments. Yes, those exist, but sometimes we're just hanging out as a family. And I think that's that's been the beauty of social media that it gives you control to some degree of the narrative um, where it's like, yes, we know what the data might say about being black in America, but here's another picture of what it's like for me on the ground. My favorite thing that you post is when, I don't know, I think you do it like towards the end of the week where you post like joy. And then oh, you, post, yes. yeah, you say joy and then she has a little... Um, Pointer, and then usually she'll have some kind of music. And I'm like, ooh, what's Kiana doing? What's Kiana's joy looking like this week? Oh, that's so cute because I haven't, I decided for for uh, 2023 not to continue the joy because it was a gratitude. I felt like it was very much a gratitude, like a gratitude journal. And so I, I decided not to for 2023. Um. Cause it did start to feel like an obligation because people, if I didn't post the joy, it oh, was like, Kiana, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I've been finding it to be really important. Mm -hmm. I've been finding it important to me, um, to my mental health, not to feel compelled and obligated every day. It was good as I think for what we went through in the past couple years, it was very good for me to find those moments of joy, but I've been more intentional now of you know not posting as much not as frequently i'm i'm offline a lot more now um too because a lot of engagements are happening back in person and and for you know roles and responsibilities so a lot of times 
uh, by the end of the day when I would post my joy, <laughs> I'm going to bed so early and like passing out or just, you know, hanging out with my husband once the kids are in bed. And then I don't, didn't want it to be like, cause there would be times that he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I got to post the daily joy. <laughs> like I didn't want it to be that. So it was good to do. So thank you for that feedback. Yeah, well, I guess I miss it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay. What I do do every morning, though, I do post a morning plant or flower with a song thoughtfully match paired for how I'm feeling at the moment. And I've gotten some really cool feedback from people saying that they really pay attention to the songs and that they've discovered um, new artists. And my music choice is all over the place. <laughs> yeah, do you... Um... I know you said that you know a lot of your business came comes from word of mouth, but does it ever come through social media? Yeah, so even for people curious about what I do, I get a lot of inquiries through my uh, Linktree link and Calendly. So I always have people scheduling to want to talk to me, and so um, they'll want to do a, a consultation. So people just come in directly like that, which has been a great way to siphon people through. Or they'll they'll see what projects I'm working on and and will DM and say, hey, could we work on this together? Uh, apart from all the spam that seems to flood uh, on Instagram, but I find that funneling people through Calendly has been great, and then also giving people the opportunity to to um, I guess leave a tip in a kind of way, so that if we are having a conversation and people are like, oh, I want to pick your brain, it's like, well we can have a 15 minute conversation, but if you need expertise, then you have to click the paid button and we book it in advance and you put a deposit. Like there's all these steps, right? To get through, to make sure that my time is being honored. So it it has been really amazing to connect to not only brands, but individuals through social media. That's amazing. You know, like you said that you're like, it's, it's a free 15 minutes, but if you want to pick my brain, and I know so many of us that are listening to listening to this that are experts in something and people are like, pick your brain. I mean, sometimes I don't have the time for people to pick my brain and I feel compelled to let them pick my brain. Um, so having some form of a system that honors your time, that's huge. Um, have, has it always been that way, Kiana? Have you always had like a some mm. form of honoring your time or was it some something did something happen that then yeah I mean that grew out of the pandemic really because I think it was like oh it just seems like everybody's available all the time and I think the whole Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and the protests where it was like oh I need to find a black woman and it was like wow so many inquiries and it just became a lot more efficient you know to funnel people through Calendly and I think even, you know, when we were working together and I was getting Kiana.com in order and I was like, I need to just have one place where people can see all the things I do and it's all there. And I found once I got that in order and it was very organized, I've had partnerships come to me and say, because you have a website and it is very clear who you are and what you do, it has made it very easy for me to sell you into a contract when I have to go to my higher ups for approval. And it's like, okay, great. So it is worth it to have that because people would say, are you a blogger? Are you a speaker? Are you a consultant? And then it was like, no, here are the three things I am that all start with the letter C. <laughs> um, so I think, and especially with your brand, you know, that clarity was crucial to where I'm at right now. So thank you. 
Well, my pleasure. So Kiana and I, I had the honor of coaching Kiana. Was that, how long ago was that, Kiana? I believe it was the end of, of 2020. The end of 2020. And I sat in on your session virtually, the South Shore Conference for Women, like that year. It was virtual. And I yes. went back to it in person, um, this last one. So did you enjoy it? Yes, it was really good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was part of the planning committee and then I um decided not to attend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Well, yeah. Um you know, this, this, um, so you are doing amazing things and, and I am a very pleased coach because I can see that you're putting everything that we talked about during our sessions into practice, but tell me, um, what does, what does creating your best year mean to you? And would love to know what you're doing to create your best year. Absolutely. Um, well, I think creating my best year has really kicked off with um, selecting a word of the year. And I have it like over there on my little word board. So I think at the time, or maybe it was last year, the word was ease. I'm trying to think of the history of my words, but this year it was flourish because I felt after kind of stepping back these past couple years and things kind of feeling muted and some hybrid events, but some things were in person. I really feel like this is the first full year that things are opening up. So I'm like, okay, it's my chance to flourish. And I have a soon to be nine and 13 year old. And there's like level of independence. There's a, there's a level of independence that comes at that age, you know, and, and thinking about, well, what does this look like for me as I grow my children towards independence then that's opening me up to do more things, to flourish, to um, not just growth or whatever, but flourish, meaning in a very healthful uh, or healthy and vibrant way. And so that starts with my physical health. And I think because of some of the challenges I had health-wise, the first six months of last year, it was crucial to me. Like this year, I'm like, you know, I was working out and everything the beginning of last year, but there were some cardiovascular issues that were really scary that I was going through. And now seeing so many people coming out with cardiovascular stories um, through the pandemic, it's been really interesting watching mm -hmm. that. And so I think now it's like a non-negotiable, like fit into my schedule where it's like, you know, I'm about to be 43. If I'm not here, then all of this means nothing, you know? So I think it's been important to me to hone in on that. And so prioritizing health and wellness, um, continuing my therapy every other week, going to the gym, um, I make it there anywhere between three and five days a week for classes, but then going on walks, um, just moving my body. And so that's kind of priority when I think about my best year is that it starts with my health. And from there, um, everything else follows. I mean, you you said you're like if, if you're not if if I'm not here, what is none of this is well, none of this matters. That's amazing. Putting your health first, and I actually remember your third word because you're like flourishes this is this year. These was last year. Align. Align. Yes. Was the the one before. Right. 
And that um, was when I got everything together with my brand. <laughs> it was your mind was e full ease and now you flourish. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, well, thank you for that. I mean, that is such inspiration. It's inspiration for me when I see you going to the gym and you know, you you take your pictures of your weights and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I should be going to the gym right now. <laughs> I did core today. It's like yes. We are going to Bermuda, Vegas, Mexico. I'm going back to my reunion in two weeks. Like Ohio, we haven't been as a family to my hometown mm -hmm. together in a long time. We're doing a little reunion. And then my husband's side of the family has a reunion that we have to have our fitted traditional Nigerian wear coming at the end of the summer. So right there's like six things <laughs> that are going to be like. Yeah, you got to look <laughs> Contained <laughs> and strong. Yes. Yeah. I'm on a mission. Yes. Yes. And you are inspiring us along the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this was so wonderful. I mean, I I'm I'm honestly always so inspired by you, Kiana, really, because the way that you show up is so authentic and well-informed and like she will smile but you are serious about it um so I love it I love that um any any last words for our listeners or you know we get a lot of um female entrepreneurs um that are listening to this podcast absolutely there, there is one piece that we didn't really talk about and I was wanting to mention the commitment to community service so showing up in one's community um generating income and all of those things, focusing on your health, all of that is wonderful. But I, I'm a firm believer in lifting as you climb. So I think it's very important, whatever you're doing, to tap into your ability to uh, serve in your community, whatever that looks like. So I just wanted to put that reminder in there. Yeah, thank you for that. I am a firm believer of lifting as we climb as well. So thank you so much for reminding us of that. Absolutely. Well, You're thank welcome. you so much for being on the podcast, Kiana. We are going to make sure to share all of your your website and you can follow Kiana um, on Instagram. Um, but can you, can you give us your website? Oh, definitely. It's Kiana.com, Q-U-I-A-N-A.com. That was a whole process to get that domain name that someone not named Kiana was squatting on back in, I think, 2019 or 2020 so that's it but on um across social media i'm harlem lovebirds which is the original name of my blog beautiful thank you so much for being with us today you're welcome thank you okay friends thank you so much for being with us to learn how you can create your best year get the book take the course and learn more visit clarifying.com that's C-L-A-R-A-F-Y-I-N-G dot com. And remember, let the universe hear what you want this year.